What's up, everyone? Welcome to the capsule. Um, we are back again, as usual. Um, have another couple of special guests, as we do every week. I have to, I have to say, the the guests on this sofa have been increasingly amazing. So well done to me, basically, is what I'm trying to say. There's always, you know, great people, and I'm happy to have the people come and sit on the sofa and chat to us. And it's a real pleasure to have another two special guests. We have. Do you prefer Hannah or Trilzy? Uh, Hannah. I feel like Trilzy was a lifetime ago. Really? You know? yeah. Do you not go by that anymore? I mean, if you know me as that, you call me by that, then cool. cool. Yeah. Fair. So we have Hannah. And we have some guy who she brought. Uh, I don't really know him that well. But, <laughs> wow. But apparently he choreographed a few things. I don't know. Just you, a few. Yeah, just I don't a few. Know. Not, nothing major. We have Kemrick Sandy for the, <laughs> for the second time, actually, on the podcast. If you didn't check the last episode, it was when... We did the collaboration with Tally's III program and we had an episode with Kemrick and Jonathan Burrows who wrote the Choreographer's Handbook. Um, that was a good episode, actually, I thought. <clears throat> the sound could have been better, but that is not my fault. Um, such is life. Such is life. How are you both? How's things? Grand. Grand. Yeah, man's good out here. You get me? What do you mean? <laughs> wow. Good. Well. We were actually, let's continue the conversation that we were just having off the pod um, before we started. We were talking about, because basically, for those that don't know, Karam and Kelvin were the lead in, were the leads in a new breaking movie that just came out called Breaking Point, which is, I believe, out now on Sky Cinema. I don't have Sky Cinema, and neither do they, so we have not seen it yet. Um, my mum has Sky Cinema, so as soon as I go and see my mum, I'm going to watch the movie. Um, but yeah, first of all, congrats to them, because that's cool for them to be able to, you know, call themselves the leads mm -hmm. in a in a movie, and to get that, like, acting experience and getting their faces out there, so that's congrats, dope. Congrats, congrats. Yeah. <clears throat> but we were just talking about the the subject of dance movies in general, um, because you said you worked on... Street dance, one. And yeah, I guess just what we, what did you want to say about what were we saying before? I mean, I think what we find is that there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of movies or films that incorporate dance and not let the dance be the focus to tell the story. Mm. That for me is what it is because then it, it slightly goes into a space where it becomes too cheesy or over yeah, cheesy yeah, yeah. and then you when you're looking at the dance it's not it doesn't feel appreciated yeah do you feel like some because i i saw it from a different perspective because i was young but mm. you got you got served i really liked when i was younger but mm -hmm. it's still cheesy but it was a good cheesy yeah what I makes that it. what made mm. that a good cheesy because i feel like even little say yeah <laughs> Like the latest step ups were also cheesy, but the first the step first up I kind of liked. Yeah. So then it's like, what's the difference between good cheese and bad cheese? I think, it was, the, well. I think it was the appropriate, uh, not the appropriation. I think it was the appreciation yeah. of the dance. So in yeah. you got served in in step up, mm. they went in True. on the dance, like the dance battles, the the the, the all the different scenes that yeah. you had the dance was full out. Mm. Plus yeah. musically. Musically was good. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with a couple like, of others, you got served. Like we use some of the tracks in battles now because of you right, guys. Exactly. Like that drop track is like exactly. So it's fire music. You're gonna hear a lot of fire music. Whereas depending on what kind of 
um, licensing you have, mm. you might have to do original music. And sometimes it's, that's not always the, 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 the best case or mm. making sure that the, um, the content of routines and stuff like that goes with the music. Yeah. So if you're going to, if you're going to make us do um, the routines on one track and then you put a track out on top of it, yeah. make sure it complements, makes it, it brings yeah. fire. If it doesn't bring fire, then you're easy as a, as a fellow dancer, watch the film and be like, yeah, that's dead. Like, yeah. why is that there? And then you just carry on watching it and you're just like, well, you know, a lot of, t I mean, you, I'm saying, you know, but you don't almost mm. definitely know this, but like with um, movies, when they have like club scenes and stuff, often there's no music playing in the clubs and it's just people like that. And then they put the songs on afterwards to mix the levels properly. But that's fine. You know, I guess you can get away because sometimes you see people and you're like, why, especially as a dancer, you're like, why are they dancing so offbeat? But it's like, cause there was no music, but, but at least put a metronome. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah. And match the tempo beep, you'd think. Beep, yeah. Beep, beep, <laughs> beep. Right. <laughs> But I mean, if you're going to do something like that with a dance movie, it's like, it's like not understanding the, um, the whole thing of it. And you know, um, have you seen Remember the Titans? American football movie with Denzel Washington. Yeah, so oh. long ago. <sighs> one of my favourite movies. Yes. It's so good, man. Um, Denzel kills it in that mm. one. But uh, basically the whole point is like, I was watching this documentary or, or like little mini documentary on it. And they were saying that because obviously American football at the best of times is the hard is a hard thing to understand. So they use the music in the movie to kind of signal to the audience what was happening. So when something happened that was like negative, you get this like kind of darker. Mm. And then when something happened that like they're bringing it back and it's like they, they put like a uplifting type of backing mm. track or whatever. And the whole point of what I'm saying is that in order to showcase American football, the people had to learn loads about American football and understand like, okay, if they lose a point at this point in the game, we need to signal that that's a negative thing and this is positive. And they're really understanding like the whole dynamics of the game okay. and then trying to translate that to an audience. Whereas I feel like sometimes with these movies, maybe You Got Served did it a bit better. It's still not exactly how, it's like a... Um, I don't know, it's like a Fast and the Furious version of how dance battles really happen. Mm. You know what I mean? But there is like some element to it of like, okay, you have a crew that you practice with, you go and meet somewhere, there's a host. It's like an actually a nice place where people come and watch. It's not just like you don't meet out in the streets and someone puts a boombox down. It's like that hasn't happened for a long time, you know? Yeah. So I think where they tried to do that with like some of the sports movies, they don't seem to do that with dance movies. So they don't try and understand like, what is the actual dynamics of a real battle and how Ooh. can we communicate that? Do you know what? Um, I was saying, okay, this is kind of veering off topic, but slightly no, on topic a little bit. We love tangents here. Um, <laughs> so I was saying before, for those of you that don't know, I studied sports coaching, sports science at uni. And the biggest thing that I struggled with, and I think this might answer this, is that in order to coach certain sports and lead certain rooms, you need certain levels of qualifications you need to have your level one, level two, level three, level four um, in order for you to like know how to like work with people psychologically, emotionally, physically. When it comes to dance, any Tom, Dick and Harry can be like, I've done this, this, that and the other and I'm a professional dancer. So when it comes to like, like movie consultants and consulting with people about like certain things and how things work. Like for example, I dance, but I can tell you, I can't, and you said this very recently on the podcast, I can barely tell you anything about contemporary or ballet. Mm. Do you know what I mean? 
I, I can be a part of the battle scene, but I might not be a part of the hip hop theater scene. I can be a part of the commercial scene, but I might know nothing about the battle scene. Mm. So when it comes to like things like this, they might think, oh, this person dances. We, um, maybe they can give us insight into what the battle world is like. Do you know what I mean? So it's really hard to find reliable sources within this industry if there's no leveled qualifications. And to be honest, with how much money they probably have for these roles, it's very hard for people to have the integrity to go, oh, I'm actually not. That. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's about dance battles. And it's, I mean, even you got served. It was like, the choreography was cool and it was like, you know, some iconic stuff. But those guys who choreographed, I don't remember who exactly who it was. It was like some famous LA guys, I guess. But it's like, I would question how many battles they've actually been in, you know? But it's like, because they're dancers mm. that can choreograph, it's like, oh, you yeah. can choreograph the yeah. thing, but are yeah, they yeah, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> hey, yeah. actually, movie producers, I'll choreograph the pieces, but I don't actually know anything about battles. About battles. You know? So maybe you should get a battle consultant, whereas I can be, because like, do you know what I mean? Like, you can have people from different areas within the scene working together as opposed to this person dances. It's very generalised. Boom, go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, but I think it's like, <clears throat> this is kind of the good thing around, I know like battles growing and the Olympics and all that is a kind of somewhat divisive topic and people are like, oh, we should keep it real or blah, blah, blah. But I think stuff like this, where it's like the Olympics is happening or you get like these big, huge, like kind of corporate battles almost. Mm. It is good in a way because it kind of forces people to take, um, to take the, things seriously i guess it's like if you think about skateboarding like back in the day when it was just kids at a park like you know doing skateboarding probably a lot of the movies were these stupid movies where they go in the air and spin 17 times and come mm. back down and all that and then you get skateboarding in like, these big corporate competitions and the olympics and all that and now like skateboarding they have like skateboarding consultants or they have people like tony hawk come in and say is this a realistic trick how can we make this look yeah. good but i think it's because it shows oh this is a thing we need to respect they start to respect it as opposed to like if they can get away with like especially without like uh, I don't know infrastructure anything like that or like you know like you said even like qualifications or whatever it's also a case of like the, the community might be pissed off but who's gonna complain like they can get away with it you know what yeah. I mean they can just do anything on a movie and it's like well what are you gonna say like you yeah. have no power you have no voice mm -hmm. and I think now we're getting a bit more organized and a bit more structured there are you know people that can complain and there are like, there's like you know if the olympic breakers say come out and say this movie is rubbish it's all right now we're starting to listen you yeah. know and also like within that i think we also need to be prepared statistically after a, a sport a new sport comes out within an olympics the the want to do it increases so much so we are going to have so many new young people wanting to take part in things like this so like this movie for example it's massive it's a massive thing for people to look at and then be followed by the olympics and have the olympic team <coughs> be able to speak out upon like what is like where to go how to train what to do mm. like um and almost quantifying the things that haven't been quantified yet you know yeah it's like yeah it's it's a whole there's a, so many different tangents to go on but it's just like mm. i think anything that happens where it's like you get the this stuff out to a bigger audience and it's on our terms somewhat you know it's like mm. okay they're not just putting <clears throat> some random actor who can do a backflip in the lead you know it's like karam and kelvin are in the 
in the leads and all the other breakers that were like employed to be in that film there's quite a lot so it's like okay there, there's real breakers in this movie um same with the olympics it's like it's not just some gymnastic athlete that's you know doing break it's like all the if you look at the wdsf thing or, or, or the um european games that just happened it's like you can criticize anything you want from that like you can criticize the judging system <clears throat> you can criticize the fact that it's, you don't think it's a sport uh it shouldn't even be in that arena like criticize that all you want one thing you can't criticize about the olympic run is that the breakers in that are real legitimate breakers. there's no one in that who isn't killing it in the real scene yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. it's like there's it's kind of one thing where it's like oh, at least at very least on that huger stage we have the best breakers yeah. in the world b-boys and b-girls you know um yeah. yeah which i think is like yeah it's always gonna trickle down i'd be interested to see i don't know if you've seen it already but like we've seen a lot of the kind of stuff that boy blue do on the lower like um community level or the class teaching level if you're getting a lot more like uh how do you say that like people coming in or participants yeah like since the olympics has been announced or people that are coming <coughs> in being like oh do you teach breaking or anything like that to be honest no i think that there's been less since pandemic ah okay i think pandemic has played a real big uh factor a real big factor with regards to young people's confidence, mm -hmm. um, young people's self-esteem, their focus, um, and also what do they want in life? You know what I mean? We lost a lot of people during pandemic. So, and a lot of kids, even in my mind, um, my son was in year six, going on to year seven. He didn't finish year six. Wow. Do you know what I mean? So because of that shift or that not finished moment, some of them have gone kind of more into themselves mm. so it's now i think it's now starting to push a bit more it's starting to get better but i know for a fact talking to a lot of different dance teachers we lost a lot of young students mm. so i think now with um breaking be a part being a part of the olympics i think now trying to push more of the um um battle stuff and the more and i think we need more like dance platforms maybe something we should talk about exactly which is yeah. about you know performance platforms and mm like the battles just you know like just opportunity to express yeah mm -hmm. i think the more that things are being promoted are being pushed whether you know breaking point is good or not mm. and even with some of the stuff that we've done before like street dance one street dance two yeah. all stars um all of those different type of dance shows or dance films i should say yeah even if they wasn't good in the in the story or, or they weren't or they were all right here not all right here they did bring people together. Even mm, for me, I'll have, yeah. to, I'll have to say, even though I'm not a fan, maybe even like Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some of the, the dance stuff of that has brought people more and more towards dance. And it might be a more of a, a kind of a commercial diluted way of it. But once you come into it, I hope that us as the community give people the truth and give, give, yeah. give them the, the, the right foundation and the right feeling of it. So I think now, you know, it's about pushing not in, not only just the big platforms, but we need more uh, dance platforms. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. More performance platforms, more battle platforms. So Yeah, I think like it's, it's so interesting, this thing about like taking something like pure and like trying to spread it to as many people as possible because i feel like and tell me like poke holes in this theory but like i feel like you can't <clears throat> spread something to that many people without diluting it a little bit right because it's like 
the reason that we are purists in our respective dance areas is because we spend all the time, all the the energy, all the whatever on on living our lives and being in the culture and and researching and watching stuff and blah blah blah. But for like a casual person to look at it, like if I go and watch a movie about tennis, do I care that it's not perfectly accurate to how tennis? not really like if i get drawn in and i want to learn more about tennis i'll go and i know like if i'm watching fast and the furious it's even the first one which is a bit more ground you know rooted in reality like i wouldn't expect that that's exactly how street racing was if i'm watching a football movie i'm I'm not expecting that's exactly how football is it's a movie i know i'm at the movies so then i go oh this looks quite interesting let me go research more about the reality of it or even like you know kind of going off on a tangent but you know the Oppenheimer thing that's coming out is I was watching some documentaries I haven't seen it yet but I was watching some like little Vox videos and stuff about him and who he was because I'm like I know I'm going to get a sensationalized version at the cinema even if it's like Christopher Nolan super gritty whatever I'm not going to get the it's not a documentary you know so I'm going to get a sensationalized version so then I'll, if I want real facts, let me go and look it up and research. But I think if we want to get dance out to everyone, it's like almost like this funnel approach, you know, where it's like, okay, yeah, we just, what do they want to see? They, I want to go to the movies and see something fun, easy to watch, blah, blah, blah. I don't have to think too much. Okay. Let's give you that, but also lead the breadcrumbs of like, oh, you like that? Here's like the next place to go, which I think is, let's say with breaking point is a good thing why Karam and Kelvin are in that because if you're like oh this breaking thing seems really cool like this movie was a bit cheesy and I did enjoy it but what if I wanted to do that let me look up the leads and then you follow the thing I think the problem is when those breadcrumbs lead you in the wrong direction but it's like with this one hopefully it's like you look up Karam you look up Kelvin you go oh well who are they where do they train oh they train with this crew oh cool here's some videos on YouTube of them oh cool you're in the culture if you want to be like it's like but then you're allowed sorry this is the last thing it's like Mm. I do think you're allowed to, you should be allowed to enjoy a culture without having to do hours of research. Like, is there a way that we can give it to you? And it's like, Mm. do you want to just watch a movie about breaking for one day and then never think about it again? It's like, go for it. But like, if you want to come and do learn more, then do rather than you're not allowed in this door unless you're going to do a hundred hours of research at all. Do you know what I mean? I hear you. I think, but key thing you brought up for me is mindset. Okay. Just, just listening to what you were saying, that's your mindset. Your right, mindset would yeah. be, okay, I've seen this. I've been exposed to this. I want to understand it further. I'm going to do my research. Mm. Mm. What I feel, because there's some things that you brought up, which was if if we spread out, let's say we've got this new style and we spread it across yeah. different countries. One of the key things that does influence the change is sometimes the culture of that oh. country, the traditions of that country and the music of that country. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So I've seen that a lot, especially from a hip hop freestyle point of view, especially if you look at say France, yeah, they use a lot of their music. Mm. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that it's American hip hop, it's French hip hop. Yeah. Same with over here. Whenever we when we do all styles battle, a lot of all styles battle that we do, we'll have grime, we'll have yeah. garage, we'll have yeah. uh, uh, drill music incorporated, which other countries may not yeah incorporate sure. so therefore it changes the substance and and how you dance to it you know especially where the snare is not on the two it's on the three yeah. so things like that you know bring a, a big uh influence but i think what it is as well is that it's a mindset situation it is are you willing to try and learn this and 
And I think what tends to happen is that for those who do put the hours of work into yeah. the style, when you then have someone coming into the style and is not putting the same amount of work into it and then trying to go for that kind of scholar level of, yeah, I do this because yeah. of, yeah. sorry to say, social media likes and influence and all that kind of stuff, you're looking and thinking, am I like, am I a mug or something? Do you know what I mean? Why you then question the why of putting it out there. And this is where sometimes from a purist point of view, you may go, I'm not going to teach no one because I could just see it getting diluted, diluted, diluted. It's going to be put into like a competition set and they're going to use it because it's going to give them points, you know, put like what, two eights, 10 seconds worth of this, going to give me two points or whatever. You're not really caring about the style. You're not really caring about the uh, distribution of the style, but let me just put it in because it just gives me added points or added, um, what's it called? Likes or added influence on, oh, wow. Yeah, we did a little bit of this or that group does a little bit of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think from my point of view as well, the biggest issue with that is that we don't have the infrastructure in place to stop that happening so if you look at like the nba or whatever even with the like i used to have this argument with my dad all the time when i was a kid but like the um and one players right i was like they're so sick and blah blah and i used to watch the little interviews they do and stuff on the mixtapes and i'd be like like oh dad they could definitely make the nba if they wanted to like they just choose not to and my dad's like they if they could be in the NBA, they'd be in the NBA. Like there's no, like Jason Williams was in the NBA and like he did. And he's like, no one turns down an NBA contract just because they don't feel like it. It's like they'd be in the NBA if they had the skill level. Of course, this looks great and they can do all the tricks and stuff. But like, and he kind of told me and I'm like, no, 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 they're super dope. And this is the thing where it's like, okay, let's say if we're taking basketball as a parallel, these people in the M1 thing got super popular and like almost more popular than some NBA players. the documentary. Oh, yeah so so good mm. on a mm -hmm. netflix right mm -hmm. yeah but they there was let's say there's the infrastructure of basketball which is the leagues and the nba and stuff so there's a certification of like okay they're the most popular people but if somebody wants to know if they're like a really real basketball player do they understand basketball do they understand the fundamentals it's like that's where someone like my dad would go well if they were a good team player if they could run plays if they could understand strategy if they could play defense <laughs> they'd be in the nba mm. but probably they can't and they can put the ball in their t-shirt and spin it around but that's one aspect whereas that's very fair. you know like say with dance it's like that's the problem that we don't have where it's like okay somebody can be on tiktok get a million followers or something and there's no metric to say whether they're real dancers or there is in our eyes but for the public they're not looking and going this is maybe something where like bc1 could become that or maybe the olympics will become that where it's like you could have some random guy in the in the movies who could do backflips and he's on tiktok getting loads of followers and i'm a real breaker and then the audience hopefully will go yeah but if you were a real breaker wouldn't you be in the olympics or if you were a real breaker wouldn't you have like, oh, I saw you at BC1. You're in the, you didn't even make the top 16. So then it becomes an infrastructural thing of like the audience can go, you can get as popular as you want. We can love you as much as you want, but we also have a metric to say you're not a real dancer. You know what I mean? I find, I find that, you know, I find that I'm, I'm, I'm torn by that. Mm. And I'm torn because, oh my God, my brain just went. <laughs> why did, why was I torn? I'm torn because if, it, that sounds very institutional yeah and it sounds very industrialist yeah it found it's it, it it serves a it can serve a particular way of helping to keep the preservation of styles 
um, or the purest form of the style there. However, it doesn't allow evolution. Yeah, 100%. And evolution is a very, that word itself, even for me to say, is very hard Mm. because sometimes when it comes to particular styles, people will bring a, a new a new vim, a new zest towards it. Yeah. But is it actually the style? And there's always arguments, especially, let's say, let's say for something from a hip-hop point of view. Um, hip-hop now to how we used to battle before is very, very, very different. So, or for me personally, it's very, very yeah, different. Definitely. How do I now, as an older cat in this scene, judge hip-hop? I have to look at it with regards to not necessarily what I like, but who is actually battling, who is actually got the foundations and who's actually being creative and inventive and, you know, taking it on a different mindset. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's to have a governing body. I believe there needs to be some kind of, if maybe a consortium, I think maybe that's, yeah. maybe it's a, it's a, it's a consortium, just like what Hannah was talking about with regards to the sports. If there's a consortium who are, not, not. It's gonna sound so bad. G checking people saying, yeah, fam, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. "Where's your foundation? Like, what, what are you doing? Or what have you been doing the last? When was the last time you battled?" I don't think it could be like that. But something, I don't know. That, but it, hard, it's, it's hard. true because it's like this is the, the problem with it is the centralized control because mm. in the NBA it's like what's the what's the commissioner's name? Um, David? No, not David Stern. Uh, Adam. Watch the, thing no more. the guy who's like in charge of the NBA, he makes the decisions for the whole NBA, so he dictates how basketball works and the rest of the world follows the NBA for the most part. The European leagues are a bit different, but it's like how all the kids are playing and stuff is based like, you know, when they have the three point line and then Steph Curry is doing this, he, ch- he changes the whole game of how it's played. If the commissioner goes, we're getting rid of the three point line, the whole game changes. Right. And to have that sort of power in dance is where it's like, mm. that's where it becomes a problem because then it's like one person or group of people saying, this is how, and it's not a sport where there are there is a rule book. There's this is a culture where there isn't a rule book, but we're trying to sportify it. So then, if we give them the power over the sport, do we? That does that also then give them the power to say no? If you're doing something different, you're not valid, and therefore they dictate the culture. So I hundred percent hear that, and I think yeah, consortium is definitely better. But I think this is the, this is kind of the hard thing because it's like so you know what we were saying before about like kind of anyone being able to say they're a dancer or whatever and get these jobs and stuff if we go down the route where we keep it cultural and we keep it un uh, decentralized and we keep it like no one's in charge of this thing it just flows and moves you kind of have to also accept i think you have to accept with that this approach maintains the culture maintains that authenticity but it allows rogue agents to come in take the culture and piss off of it and do whatever they want. And that's the cost of keeping things real. Or we start to, you know, um, structure the culture and and refine it and keep it and say, this is, and this isn't what hip hop is, or this is, and this isn't what popping is. And therefore then when someone says, you know, like when people go on Britain's Got Talent and they're like, yeah, I'm a pop locker. And we're like, we know you're not because we know, like, (laughs) like we know what it's supposed to look like. We know what the rules in air quotes are. So we can look at you and go, you are not the thing, but then that's, that when you that, are not the father. <laughs> you are not oh, the father. Okay. But that <laughs> But that's like the that again that that kind of it that in itself like we say we're like kind of 
preserving the culture but actually that kind of goes against the message of a culture if we mm. and it's someone that's not doing the thing in the exact way we're saying you're doing it wrong i'm having a massive this whole time if you watch if you rewind and you watch my face there's so much going through my head i okay because i need to take my i need i need three mics that's what it is (laughs) no i need to take i need to take my uni hat off and i need to take my sport hat off and my governing body hat off because taking about 100 steps back to the point in which you said when I watch like a tennis movie, um, this is kind of like, I don't expect it to be a million percent accurate, but it's opening my eyes to something that I might potentially want to do or something that I might potentially want to look into. However, I feel like currently where we're at dance isn't in a place where personally for me to let my emotions out, uh, we're not in a place to allow that to happen currently. Sure. Um, in terms of like, like it's too fragile. It's too, yeah. It's not like currently we have so many different things that push and pull what we are and who we are. Um, whereas when you look at like tennis, people know what tennis is. You've got Wimbledon. Sure. When exactly. you look at football, yeah. people know what football is. You've got FIFA. Um, and when we talk about this, because and, and and again, dance has so many different subcategories. So specifically, what we're discussing right now is battling per se. Yeah. Yeah. So I genuinely think that as long as foundations are like present manipulated used i think there's so many different ways to create a system to judge yeah and i think there's so many different things that we can do and and you're absolutely right when we're like no this is what it is we are hindering the culture of what Mm. it is when we're we're hindering the development of what it is but also at the same time there are so many people that are so rooted in what the style was and not is if that makes sense yeah don't um it's just hard because it i think that there's so many different ways that we can quantify or judge or or um what's the word i'm looking for not institutionalized but like categorize categorize maybe what how how we look at styles and i'm interested i don't know have they announced how they're going to be judging breaking at all do they know anything well we did a Actually, no. Did we talk about it on the pod with Manny and Stephanie? I'm not sure. Let us know in the comments if we did. Um, but yeah, we. So they. There was the. All right. People are going to cuss me for getting this wrong, but I'm going to say it. So. Don't cuss. Um, they did. As far as I know, Renegade and Storm made a judging system which was trialed at the Youth Olympic Games in Argentina. Okay. Then that judging system was used as a model to create the one that's in the olympics now that's like the most short version there's probably details in there i'm missing don't cuss me but so there is a system that they've talked about and there's different categories that they have and i think it's online that you can read it it's like an open source thing and it's like about they've tried to categorize it so that it doesn't encourage a type of dance it just encourages it to judge what's happening if that makes sense so there's different ways for the judges to there's different things for them to focus on so i think they've done it on like they've called it like the heart the body the mind so it's like the the body is like physicality cleanliness execution the mind is like battle tactics strategy blah blah Mm -hmm. blah um whatever the other one was but so i think it's kind of like split up like that and it's like a comparative thing where it's like 
what who had more of it or less of it that kind yeah. of thing okay if that helps yeah no it does help i i don't know i just think <laughs> i think that this is such a hard discussion to have prior to the olympics do you know what i mean i like we like there's so many different um there's so many different points of views that can go into this and there's so many but when we look at it as a sport because for me like it's an art but it's mm. also a sport that's but yeah. it's also this and it's also do you know what i mean so it's like how how do we wrap our brains around something that we've known for so long to now become although we know we're athletes to now become this is a sport now yeah i mean like i think our only point of reference is skateboarding i don't think there's any other well besides maybe like i mean you could look at gymnastics but they've changed the thing into a sport to to fit judging criteria if that makes sense so yeah. in gymnastics you get points obviously for the tricks existing difficulty mm. and your execution of the trick so there's like you can know if i can do this trick and i can land it i will 100 percent get this amount of points yeah so there's no like edge which they've kind of got rid of in order to fit it into the thing and like skateboarding had the same things that we had but they're a few years ahead of us i guess where it's like okay there's all these tricks we have to put them into a difficulty we have to um add the cultural elements of it because like even with skateboarding like they value style in the same way that we do like you might two people might do the exact same trick and land it but one does it and looks cooler with a bit more flair yeah so you have to like factor in style and stuff which we have as well it's like okay two people can do the running man but one would win the battle because it's like they made it look cooler or they did yeah. it in a way that was more unique and it's it's true it's like how do you i for me the thing is that we're always going to have to accept that it's a gray area like yeah. there's no because as, as soon as you go to black and white it's gymnastics it's if i do flares air flares head spin blah 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 I'm going to win this battle. And yeah. as soon as we get that, you take away the art of breaking. It's like, mm. it's your dance in general. It shouldn't be, if I execute all these tricks, I win. It should be like how I do the thing. And you know, and that, that gray area stuff is what makes it an art form. But that is also almost impossible to judge because it's, it's not impossible to yeah. judge, but it's always going to come down to opinion. There will always be, yeah, there will always be some sort of opinion and yeah. and it's hard to put fact behind it. So I don't know if you guys know this or if anyone else knows this. Artistic gymnastics. Yes. With the dance behind it as well. Yeah. Does that factor into anything? I think so. So but, uh, both my parents were gymnasts, did I tell you this? Really? Yeah, so my dad was a... Uh, Do you flip? I did when I was younger. Now I'm a bit out of shape. Why do you look so <laughs> scary when you said that? <laughs> Do you flip? Okay. Do you flip? Yeah, there you go. That's do you flip, that's, Luke? That's, that's even weirder. That's, really? is, that's like a horror movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> take me for who I am, my people, man. <laughs> me a stiff face, you know. We're not business. Uh, okay, Ken. We love you for who you are. Thank you. Um, I could probably still do some stuff on trampoline, but like on a hard floor now, no. When I was a kid, yeah. It's but, long, man. <laughs> but, it's long. But so, yeah, my mum was like... um british national team and and um Sick. almost went to the olympics i think and my dad was used to be a coach and they met because they both ended up coaching um all that to say they used to hate rhythmic gymnastics okay. <laughs> because and i think because like to them they were so hardcore like gymnasts heads yeah that they were like this is the 
artsy version where it's a lot of like opinion and stuff like and it is just people kind of doing this artsy stuff and you know using the props and stuff and then someone goes that's an eight and that's a nine and that's a seven and that's it's like what's happening now and that's i think that's what they happen. didn't like they were like no you you get the tricks you learn what you need to do you execute and that's where you get your mm. points whereas so i i get where maybe there's like a kind of parallel where i think say with something like rhythmic gymnastics i think that is probably being judged in a similar way to not in a similar way but in with the same things in mind as like skateboarding and mm. breaking where it's like okay this is an artistic sport we still have to rank who's better but also how can you judge like you know style or how can you judge even with breaking with stuff like biting or cultural relevancy you know you were saying about judging hip-hop it's like i think that's something you really have to to um factor in it's like even if you take rap and you take like old school new york hip-hop or like atlanta or like south which is like you know taking over all of hip-hop now but it's like the flow of old new york hip-hop was like we would maybe judge a rapper and i still struggle with this sometimes but we would maybe judge a rapper on his ability to like sit in the beat yeah. and it for it to flow on like a rhythm like you could tap your head just to the acapella almost right tap your head nod your head <laughs> 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 or tap your foot nod your head don't get those mixed up um but now sometimes with the way like especially if you look at like uh, I don't know, like Little Baby or people like that who they ha their flow is a bit like, it's still rhythmic, but it's a bit more sing-songy. It's a bit all over the place. It's not one consistent flow. Like if some old Nas tracks, he'd kind of keep the same flow through the whole song. And they're like switching up every eight bars. They change it. And it's like a bit more dotted here and there. So let's say, for example, if if we're set, this is a whole other conversation, but if we're saying that the dance kind of mirrors the style, maybe in like old um, style of music, in maybe when we were kind of doing more battles back in the day, it was like more the thing that was valued is this rhythmic flow that is always constantly there. And now what I'm kind of wrapping my mind around is that the way the younger guys dance, it's like just because it's not this consistent bounce that I see every time they do yeah. anything like this for the entire round, which we used to value is like, you just, no matter, even if you're at the top, you just see the head do like that. <laughs> you just bounce him, right? Now, just because it's more erratic and more changey, doesn't mean there's not a rhythm to it. It's just a different type yeah. of rhythm. And I think you have to look and make differentiate between someone that's just throwing their arms and legs around and is playing with complex different rhythms and in different ways and that type of thing. So I think it's like, it's, and it's really hard because it's like, there's no rule book on this. So we all have to kind of figure this out in our head. And there's always misunderstandings. Like there's so many people that will watch styles and be like, this isn't hip hop anymore. Or, this isn't popping anymore, yeah. or blah, blah. Or people that will be like, fuck you old guys. Like <laughs> this is what we're doing. And it's like, it's, it's so hard for people to articulate how a culture is progressing, especially while it's progressing. hundred years, there'll be a yeah, textbook that yeah. explains everything we're going through. Yeah. <laughs> like, no problem. They'll have figured it out. Historians will be like, oh, and then hip hop culture did this and that's how battles became like that. Yeah. While we're in it, it's like, it's so hard to articulate this and structure it and keep the flow going and understand it ourselves, let alone explain it to fucking Sky, yeah. <laughs> you know, or like- However, yeah, go on. being on beat is being on beat. Yeah. And if you're offbeat, you're offbeat. Agreed. So I hear that because some people may, yeah. may dance from like a percussionist point of view. Sure. But when you clearly can see someone is in Alaska <laughs> and the music is, is in Nebraska, Nebraska. Agreed. Yeah. then come on. Don't tell me, ah, but I'm, 
Yeah, Bruv, I'm, I'm, I'm playing with this rhythmic pattern. You're rhythmically off, cuz. Yes. So don't lie. So, and you so can that watch. I find no, I'm that okay. is one of my pet peeves. If I'm there doing this, it's not because I want you to go like yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's because I'm trying to make sure that I can see what you're that we're all clearly on the same metronome and we're trying to make sure that if even if you go doom da da da, okay, cool. And that's staying here. But if it if it goes uh and I'm Yeah. And then you start putting me into your offbeat whirlpool. Nah, that's a that's um, a bit long. And even if you are someone who thinks that they're on beat because you're doing all these complex things, from someone that teaches a structure and presentation workshop, Jeez. check out my Instagram. <laughs> I would say that it's your job to show the audience and therefore the judges that you're on beat. So if Thank you're you. so in your technical world that we it's like for example i could do the best tuts in the world and the best like hand combos but if i'm facing with my back to the judges i can't expect them to be uh, psychic and see through my back like it's like you still have to face the judges or at least do it on a wider way so that they can see if you're going to not face them so in the same way if you're dancing so fast that i can't understand that you're on beat that's a structure and presentation thing you have to make your dance you can play with all these bits you have to make it so that we can see it's like if you listen to um Twister or Buster Rhymes back in the day. They rapped very fast. We very rarely thought Buster Rhymes was offbeat, if ever, right? Because he would rap, duh, 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 but we hear the emphasis in the right play. It would go, and it's like yeah. those emphasis moments, even though in between we see him go all over the shop and then he comes back to butt bat on the eight and, and it's like, okay, cool. He's made a specific choice to emphasize that word for us to st- for him to show us that he's still on beat. And, you know, I think this is what you have to do as a dancer as well. Can I ask a very controversial question? Oh, that's Um, what we love here. Clipping this for a real go. Do you think that competitions like UDOs and BDOs and IDOs and all the DOs have- I'm dead. (laughs) Have some sort sort of obligation to the people entering their events to facilitate that? For example, like there are so many dance schools, um, whether or not they're just being taught shapes and movements or historical movements or foundations and blah, blah, blah. When as a judge, as somebody that's judged these competitions, I see so many kids that dance offbeat. I see so many kids that that are doing things and it's like, but we're still giving them trophies and, and giving them medals if if there's no one else in their category or blah, 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 even if there are people in their category, do you know what I mean? Like, do you think they have any type of obligation to these kids? Yes, 100%, 100%. And also we as dance teachers have that same obligation. If you can see the little youth is dancing differently in a different dimension, on a different trajectory, you have to say something. You have to make them understand. So even if you do give them a trophy because there's no one else there with them, I'm having a conversation with you on the side or you and your teacher. For me, it's more the teachers because sometimes these kids, they may not even, especially the little, little ones. I'm sorry. From when you are little and you can hear something, teach your child how to be on beat. If they're going to do dance, (laughs) teach your child. No, seriously. Big man thing. You have to because because I know the reason why I say that is because it's the teachers first, but it's yes. also the parents. Yeah. 
Parents, be on it because we'll support you, but be on it with us because there's no way that you could be at home and going, oh, you look so cute. You're amazing. Fam, no, 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 no. Is that the beat you're supposed to be on? I know you've got your choreography, but let's change the music. Mm. And what's happening is that sometimes they're just given the same type of music over and over again. Another track comes in and it's a rap for them. And then they're still getting love and appreciation. It's like, I know you're a kid, but we have to teach you the, the, the right way or even if your style is not great let's yeah. say your technique is not great but you are dancing yeah and it's on beat that's the first step that's yeah. the first step to be on beat teach your children how to do that you know what i think one of the big issues with with this is or why why that's the case is because this culture is is mostly an over 18s culture right in the sense that all of these styles were born from like clubs or whatever parties mm. and, and from adults mm -hmm. this traditionally i would i would say hip-hop actually wasn't a kid's culture i don't think right like absolutely not people yeah. talk about all this like as if it's like a big family fun thing and it's like peace love unity having fun and it's like i don't think when these styles evolved no. it was any kids even how this. battle culture originated yeah, it no. was an alternative to fighting do you know what i mean like the, it's not yeah and even the disco well, stuff is music all, and but dance yeah also, that's that, different my thing is that regardless of the style music and dance has been around from the beginning sure, of time sure. yeah because if you look at dance dance was worship yeah for those mm. who are yeah are in that into that spirituality it was worship so you're dancing on beat so my thing is yeah. that regardless of the style regardless of whether you was born into this there is still a, a metronome or there's still a beat there's still a there's still something that is going with the drum or with the heartbeat that makes you have a consistent relationship with the music yeah now if you are not with that you are honest you're not having a relationship with the music and for movement and music in order to be in complete harmony it's for you as the body to make sure they become one but what okay and i i hear you and to take it back to the question what can competitions do for example like for me personally like if i'm judging a comp fun um i like i personally don't feel 100 comfortable going up to a dance teacher and being like yo you need to pattern your kids because they're dancing off beat and it's all of them and you know what i mean like what I, and I really, really strongly believe that these competitions have some sort of obligation to, because these are the, the next generation of kids. Like, and every time I, I, I judge, I see so many kids dancing off beat, so many young kids, maybe even over sexualizing movement, do you know what I mean? With their costumes and, mm. and the way they look when they're dancing, like that. Um, anyway, that's what I'm with you, you. What do you think? I think that there's a lot of obligation in different ways. I think it's, again, it's hard to, well i say it's hard to like you know put it in in writing but i think i could if i was like hired as a consultant but like <laughs> no but, uh, no, he but does like, everything guys just book him no but i mean like what i mean by that is like i would have to sit down and like really go through their rule book and the, the yeah. structure of the uh, competition and be like okay this is where we need to make change because the times when i did udo right it's like this is only based on my experience, which was a while ago, admittedly, and only in UDO. So that's my disclaimer. But they had like, um, you know, you do your scores and it has all the different boxes for different things, which at the time I remember being pretty decent. I think like John Graham, Clara, people like that, like 
uh, help to come up with the criteria. So it was actually, I was actually like, we could probably use this criteria in battles. Like it's it's not bad. It's like foundation, musicality, performance, execution. Is this teams or solos? This was for teams, yeah. right? Okay. So then, and one of the things that I noticed was like, they have a thing where, um, and it was only one, one like, row but it was something along the lines of like you can say if there was like was there swearing in the music that you yeah. want to flag it was like a flagging row right time if you go over the time there's a lot of time if you yeah but it was more like um almost how do i say this almost like things that were not tangible so if you, like there was one it was costume it was um swearing in the music yeah it was certain movement, yeah, depending that you on the, thought it, was yeah, inappropriate. Depending on the age group, so it was um, a certain uh, movement, yeah, um, and it was also a time as well was Thanks. another thing. Yeah. But okay, um, I'm trying to remember if there's any others. I think it was those three that were because the there was ones. when I did the training for UDO. We were, we were obviously the way they train, which again is like we could probably use this for battles. But it's like they make you watch a bunch of videos mm-hmm. of UDO, and then you all score it in the room how you would yeah. score that Done thing. That. Yep. Yeah, and then you discuss it with the head judge, and you say this is why. And if you can articulate it, you know, blah blah. Which I think it wouldn't be hard to do that. You know, if you're running a battle, it's like get your judges in a few hours before the battle itself. It's you know you're paid for a day usually if you're judging a battle watch some battles, get someone who knows what they're talking about as like a head judge, yeah. watch some rounds and see, see what the judges think. And if they're, you know, <laughs> giving really bad examples and bad reasons, then you know, don't, you know, whatever. Anyway. Don't work with them. Don't work with them, yeah. But <laughs> what I was saying is that, oh yeah, so when I was doing the training, there was a group of kids that did like a Spice Girls thing. Yeah. And one of the white kids wore like an Afro wig for the Mel, which is the black girl, Mel C. so i flagged that and i was like i don't know that i feel super comfortable with that like and i was and we had a whole discussion around it but i was like if if i'm judging my instinct is to flag that as like a not appropriate piece of costume like in the same way that you know if it's a sec over sexualized or whatever i was like and that kind of crosses the line for me and again it's like there's some of these dance hall um sections that they're doing in these things and yeah. these are like 12 year old kids and it's like you don't know what you're miming right there you know what i mean yeah. and it's like but your teacher does so yeah. it's like i think something like that where there's these like things that you can flag i think that might be a good thing because that's in a inappropriate sense of like things we should watch out for but i wonder if there's also something on the technical side of it where say so, okay cool um you technically ticked all the boxes to win this however as a judge i need to flag that you're offbeat or i need to flag that you whatever you know what i mean like these i think i think and i think you're absolutely right and you're hitting the nail on the head um but that is all with the teams like Ah. when we're talking about solos and you've got the individual kids you don't really have a criteria per se to work with you just see a bunch of kids and somebody said this to me once um uh, no, no shade, no shade. Um, but how do you judge kids that, like, let's say there's two kids and they're both offbeat and they're both equally offbeat and they're both equally, do you know what I mean? Like, w- what do you do then? Do you know what I mean? And there's there's like a whole sea of children that are like uh, are doing their solos and it's just like there's so many faces and and you just write the number and you pass it on. But really and truly, like that that was a very Sorry, disappointing. No, but I think like you raggle, you're both off beat. (laughs) I'm not giving neither of you a trophy. Can come back in an hour. 
So Ken clearly thinks it. my name's also Ken. So, <laughs> no, so no. I just need to get some dreads. Can I say? Can I say why I don't necessarily agree with that? Is because so I there was a, a battle that I heard about a while ago that was supposed it was advertised as a top 16 this was not in the uk it was an international one it was advertised as a top 16 and then apparently on the day they just did a top eight because the level wasn't high enough to do a top 16 i strongly disagree with that because i think your job as the judge is to choose yeah. the top 16 is not to choose a good top 16 yeah. it's just out of who you get you have to choose the top 16. That's what that means, right? It's like, if we choose the winner, it's not the best dancer in the world. It's the best dancer in that competition, yeah. in that structure. Like they might've even won because they didn't battle someone who lost in the top 16 on the other side of the bracket. This happens all the time. It's like you won, but you wouldn't have won if you yeah. got the other side of the bracket. Yeah. It's I, happened to me. I slightly <laughs> did that at the Bergen. Okay. But I did it the other way. They were, I think yeah, they were asking me for the top eight. Yeah. I think I saw about, a hundred of people. There was so many people. I remember so many that. people. Yeah. And yeah. I just said, nah. with them, I said, I said, fam, I, I can't yeah. do that. A top eight, yeah. Can we go top 16? I think that's better the other way though. I went that way because I was just like, yeah. you, you, from all of this. Yeah. There was, it, there was it, probably it, about eight, 80 to 90 numbers in that room. Well, we have yeah. often like people that do like, you know, it's the top eight, but then they'll say, I need to see these four dancers dance again. And I'm going to yeah. choose two of them or something. I, I don't think, I don't disagree with that in the sense of, I want to see more because, essentially what you're saying is like there's a lot of people who are kind of on the border i want to give them all a chance because what you could have said is like all right i'm gonna really go in and just pick you know these these eight or whatever but you're like it would be really unfair to say to someone you're like that border is too strong like mm. you're not in the top eight or you're in the top eight rather than okay you weren't good enough to be there but you're in the top 16 so i don't necessarily disagree with that but i just think it's like say with that type of thing it's like okay that's I do think is on the part of video or mm. whichever do <laughs> it's like Dio. you need to train your judges. Cause I think I've judged and I think that's so fair. It's like, there's so many people in this one and you see the ones that stand out, yeah. but then there's a ton in there. And I think I don't, I think there does need to be some sort of system of like, okay, well then if they're all off beat and these fundamentals of dance are off, mm. what else can we look at to judge them by if they're all like failing on this category? Cause we have to place them somehow. And I think that's, the job of UDO to say mm. if they're all failing on the basic elements of dance then look at this because we kind of do that we go all right well you're all off beat but that one's performing a little yeah. bit better oh yeah. you're all off beat but that one's you know you're all looking down yeah. but that one's a bit more creative or whatever so yeah. if if there was a standardized way of like this is the order of things that you prioritize then it would be easier because i think you know say with um i guess like fight sports or like maybe yes. boxing yeah, 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 has yeah, different yeah. rules yep. depending yep. on the yep the uh organization yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. so it's yeah. like all right in this one that is a little bit where maybe in golf or other things yeah. they have that as well but where the rules are slight, like european basketball to the nba different length quarters different yep. slightly different rules so i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing if different yeah. we don't but, but this is where you have your consortium yes. you, you come together yeah as a collective as a community and go, okay from a battle point of view from a from a individual battle point of view this is what we are looking at as judges and then from a competition point of view this, this is, is the criteria so key thing you have to be on beat if it if as a judge you're looking at them and they're not on beat what's the next thing is it creativity is it how performative they are like what is it after the fact for me personally what i tend to do if i'm in that situation is i'm watching i'm watching i'm going okay who's engaging with me who's giving yeah. me that bit more who's being that bit more creative i understand that we want to make sure that it's 
open to everyone. Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to, I mean, I'm being harsh to a certain extent because I'm like, now come back. But it's a thing of whereby I want to appreciate. And that's the key thing as a judge, as a teacher, as a, a just a fellow peer in the space. I want to appreciate. And it's not necessarily I want to appreciate with regards to my preferences. I want to appreciate what the actual key thing is, which is to dance on beat. So if you're doing that, I appreciate you. Then after that, how you take it, how you be creative, how you look at, you know, your footwork, your body dynamics, your effects, your floor work, whatever it is you're doing, then I can go, okay, boom, the reason why I like you more than this person or why I favor this person is because that person gave that extra bit of this from yeah. a battle point of view. They took your moves and they killed you with your own moves and they took it somewhere else. Yeah. So now I can give you reason. But if always the reason is you're offbeat, all I'm going to do is just make you feel crap about yourself. So therefore... You know, when you're talking about, um, sorry, who is not to blame, but who do you need to, look, you know, give who accountability, who has accountability. Yeah. A lot of times it's the dance teacher. It's the dance sure. teacher. You yeah. have to, as a dance teacher, look at your students and get them on beat. Then talk to the parents and say, I need you to help them with that. Yeah. We need to support the kids because all you're going to do is give them false dreams. Those trophies slightly sometimes yeah. give them false dreams and it yeah. shows yeah you but you was a participant and we appreciate yeah. it's a level of affirmation but to what extent is that affirmation healthy yeah yeah that's true and i think so i think with regards to the solos my i think what would fix a lot of this in one one move yeah. would be to disqualify anyone who's doing solos with routines if you made the Ooh, solos freestyle only, that is very. It would change the game. I, I do you know what that could work if it's for certain categories. If that makes sense. So, for okay. example, for like, like novice and yeah. beginners, like that's fine. Have yeah, routines. Yeah. If you're in maybe agree, intermediate yeah. and and advanced, then maybe that could be an, a possibility. Yeah. Um, but I think that's that. Like looking at competition culture, competition, competition culture now. I see so many routines. Oh, hundred percent. But that's where I think the offbeatness comes because you were taught a routine which was maybe, mm. you know, and it's on the again, it's on the teachers, but it's the way they teach the routine is like the original song might have had like boom boom cat, and then when that other thing doesn't have boom boom cat, the routine isn't built around rhythm. It's built around hitting different shapes and musicality. Mm. And I think I see this a lot with combos now, where I had to like readjust my understanding. I almost got too deep in the um, the hip hop freestyle world so then now when i go back and look at like choreo combos sometimes i look at them and i think why is they are they so offbeat and then i'm like they're not offbeat they just don't prioritize like rhythm in, and i'm not saying this in like a shady way but like they don't prioritize rhythm in a choreographic sense because it's not about rhythm it's about hitting different shapes it's about mm. creating shapes on and and almost like representing the music so when i start to look at it and i change my brain and i go all right how what are they hitting in the track and then i hear oh they we we do the bounce to signal that that's a beat that we're sitting in right they might do the bounce to hit the and in the track <laughs> and then they go and cat 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 and i'm like oh cool it's not this is not rhythmic this is yeah. pictures right whereas with us it's rhythmic and i think when you choreograph picturally that's not a word but like when you choreograph mm. with the pictures and shapes mm. in mind and then translate it to different songs mm. it starts to just look completely offbeat and i think if you if you got rid of the routine thing or you know probably the smart teachers choreograph 
on rhythm on one two three and four so that it fits on any song that's a smart way to choreograph not every teacher is that smart or that experienced so they just probably choreograph how they know to choreograph which is shapes and hitting beats and then say do that on any music and then the kids start to be offbeat blah 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 so like you said i think definitely like we can give them a you know if they're beginners or novice maybe let them off but maybe can strongly thinks not (laughs) but i think at least in advanced or thing you shouldn't be there there should be a rule against if i see you repeating like it's a routine or if i suspect it's a routine i should be able to flag that and go no learn to dance because then what you have to do is you have to understand rhythm because when i teach dance now even to people that are like you know, people that I kind of mentor or whatever who are like adults who are in the battle scene. The first thing I do is I'm like, you have to understand how to do your style to different types of music Music. and find the rhythm in it. So the first thing you do, because I know so many dancers, especially... I don't want to say especially poppers, but it happens a lot to poppers because you have such a... With hip-hop, it's a bit of a bigger, heavier movement to bounce. With popping, if you're using the hit to keep rhythm, it's a very precise thing to keep rhythm with, right? Yeah just on a side tangent i would say don't do that keep rhythm with your legs with your steps and then add the hit on top of that but if you're keeping rhythm with your hit right the first thing you have to do when when a random track comes on and it's like people try and chase it and like hit to all the beats and that's when you're going to be off beat what you need to do is any song that comes on you have to be able to count it so as soon as it comes on find where's the one two three and start by dancing on that and always hit on the two and four to be safe just always go two four and even if it's garage where it's on the three even as a even if you're one two three you're still on b and then so like if that's the structure you can start to see where the intricacies are so sit on this and then in Bill. while that's happening, go, oh, every time it goes one, two, three, did a cat dum, one, You'll two, three, did a cat dum. Don't just stand there and then go, did a cat dum. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Come a long way since Club Girl, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fossil like them. Yeah, I'm, I'm a baby. They can't even hear this, but he'll hear it when he so listens. To, to, to <laughs> You're going to enjoy listening to that later. <laughs> to explain that Club Joe was the first com- competition I ever did. And it was in 2007. And um, I was terrible. And Kenrick was one of the judges. And that's how I first met Ken. <laughs> And I, I was like in my big baggy clothes, just being like offbeat, <laughs> trying to be a popper. <sighs> Actually, to be fair, he did do the thing to, to give him credit. He did do the thing that Wait. he said. So I didn't pass through the thing, but he did call me over and teach me how to work on my waves. Like I was sitting there, he goes, come here. And he was like, all right, I need to show you how to like do a wave properly because my wave probably sucked at that time. Oh, well, but yeah. can't relate, guys. Me, me. No, you've always been sick. No, I said no, no. no, no. I, like, I can't relate, guys. I'm, I'm dope. I'm not. I'm not a grandma like these guys. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not. How I'm not dare like, you? <laughs> this is like age generate. Like yeah. it literally is. Um, oh gosh. Anyway, all that to say, sorry. Cut. Bringing it back. Re- rewind. <laughs> is I think the outlawing routines would force people to take that approach. Mm. If you outlawing is so strong, but like if you say no routines, it's like okay. Well then. Any song could come on, which is what happens in battles. And the only reason, the only way I'm going to ever do good is being able to have a routine that I find the one, two, three, four, and then do the routine on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather than just going, oh, I was taught Here's shapes, routine, not taught did, yeah. to find the thing. So I think that that would be my first suggestion to them is like, get rid of the routines. And then second suggestion would be to have a 
give your judges a priority list. Here's what you're judging on. But if they fail at all of them, what do I go to? Or like if you fail at the fundamental stuff, where do I go then? Yeah. Because it's a reality with that many people. You're going to have a lot of people who aren't. You can always find something. I mean, like uh, whether or not the two kids hypothetically are offbeat like there's always like you said there's always something that we as dancers know that okay this person like you said is performing more or this person's looking up or this person maybe did a bart simpson and i saw some sort of foundation yeah it's like they're offbeat even though at least you know what i mean um but to preface it's it's okay to start off and be offbeat it's okay he raised his eyebrows <laughs> it's it's okay to start there however yeah. like when you're going when you're judging competitions and you've seen the same kids come back week after well, week after week or month after month and they're doing the same thing then you have to question can you stop staring at me like that you're I am <laughs> listening with We're my eyes listening intently. I'm listening, listening with, with my eyes, eyes. Okay, yes okay. understand um, like it that you don't have to automatically like ken said be like that was rubbish or you're offbeat or fix this like there's different ways people learn there's different ways people take things in some people have to uh like for me personally my journey was watching my videos being like oh that was so bad and keep keep filming everything that i did and then eventually i'd be like oh kind of like that that kind of works with me and then eventually finding more comfortability within my style and and with musicality and blah 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 um i think potentially competitions should do training with teachers as well and dance schools i have an idea shall i tell you my idea please this is before you say yeah go on sorry i just need to just say this Uh uh-oh I'm not saying oh. yeah, that if you're not on beat, you're dead out here and you're not allowed. That's not what I'm saying. And you're not allowed. It's not allowed. <laughs> it's not allowed. To be. What I'm saying is that it's a key fundamental for us as judges to understand that you know what music you are dancing to. Also, if you watch the film, Save the Last Dance, there's a moment where two of them are doing this. Yeah. If you really need that foundation, watch that film. That's like the most realistic part of that film. Yeah. And also, he says, what, is she, what does he say? There's a fucking, such a good quote when he's like, oh, you do, don't you only square dance or something? And he goes, no, I dance circles, probably around you. <laughs> I love that Isn't quote. That- <laughs> It was the, the accent for me. Probably it was, it around you. Yeah, she said it so like, oh, I'm about to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes, that's, that is um, true. Tell oh, us your idea. Your idea, so, your idea. This is my idea. Right. Based on what you said about the consortium uh, kind of overseeing things or, or helping to make judgments mm. on things, right? I don't, I mean, maybe we're the people to organize this and maybe I will at some point, um, but I'll just say this, put it out into the world now. So when, I don't remember exactly who it was, but the guy who invented the seatbelt, invented the seatbelt for his car. It might've even been Ford. 
but invented the seatbelt for the car. And he said, and this has happened multiple times in, in tech and business and stuff where he said, this is too much of a valuable thing to patent or, or copyright this or to charge people to understand this technology. So he put it out as a, I don't know how you call that, but like basically as an open market thing, like anyone can download the blueprints to the seatbelt because the, the, the cost of me keeping this to myself is too high and it's going to help the world if I put this out, which is there's lots of examples. You know, we always complain about big businesses and sucking the life out of the world and whatever. But there are a lot of Elon Musk done it with a few things where he's put things out as like open source. I think it's called where anyone can download the thing and understand it. Right. My suggestion is if anyone's listening. It needs to be organized somehow. But if a consortium of people got together who are the powerful people in the scene created these sort of judging systems and 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 um ways of doing things for different things so when you're doing this type we have standardized things we have battles we have udo type competitions we have choreography competitions we have um artistic kind of more freestyle open things whatever we know what the things are so if they sat down for a day or two created all these systems that everyone in the room agrees are good and then put it online for free for anyone to download if i'm running a battle all i have to do is go oh i'm running a popping battle um i need a criteria for my judges oh there's a free one that's been done by the consortium of all these notable names i'm going to download it and put it out yes those people wouldn't get money yes they wouldn't be hired to do this However, if we're talking about for the good of the, the scene or whatever, these are the type of things that I think will help because, you know, we have these things that are being um, developed for like breaking in the Olympics and these judging systems. However, my on where my view is at is like, yes, that is essential hard uh, work that needs to be done and for the betterment of the whole scene. However, these small day to day battles that happen every weekend in the UK and various places around the world they don't have a judging criteria. So it means either they have to make up their own one. And a lot of these event organizers aren't seasoned dancers or they have to ask their judges to do it. And then it's like, okay, well then do you just, whoever your first judge is, they make the criteria and everyone else follows it. Do you hire someone to create a thing and they don't have money to do that? So that's why I think if we create these, even if it's more of like a UDO thing, like just look at style, technique, blah, 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 blah. Give us the little grid and just have the judges write in it while they're judging or something. Just put it online as a free open source download. Everyone who even runs the smallest battle in the world could download it, give it to UDO, give it to thing and just say, you know, these are all these names that we can put behind it and say, they're all these big fancy people. <laughs> download this thing, please take it for free and use it in your competitions. And I think things would change, but it just takes organization for that to happen. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I think I think that'd be I think that'd be actually really good, and I think what what will happen is you can then start using it as an application um, towards what you're doing. Which then what you'll start to look at is how do I make my competition or my battle uh, event different from someone else's. So what happens instead of you okay, I'm just coming to a hip hop battle event. What is what is the frameworks? So there's a criteria, but now there's a framework. Let's say, for example, okay, we're just going to look at one one category is just footwork. Same way that I went, I went when did I go? Was it um um is it IBE? Yeah, IBE, IBE. IBE. Like and there was yeah. like a top rock battle. Yeah, yeah. So let's say from a hip hop point of view, there is just literally a footwork one, 
and then there could be another one and then because then what happens is then now we start to actually slightly train in all these different areas from a hip-hop point of view therefore as a judge and as a participant there's a nice range of stuff that you can see that you can then when you're battling you're not you don't stay into your your realm you actually are training within your realm but in so many different dynamics so many different areas that you actually could take that as a as a battle and go okay cool battling now i'm going to try and take it more serious i want to go around the world and i want to battle yes mm -hmm. i have my style but if there's a criteria then also judges will stop their nonsense in just being biased and just going i just want this you have to be open-minded in what it is you open your mind a yeah. bit more so it's not just about having because in that consortium you can't just have old school battlers you have to have um, new generation you have to have everyone yeah. who's across the board that's the tricky thing is yeah. getting a, a wide it's, enough it's, range it's trying to get an understanding yeah. because uh. the way that it's moving you can't let's say for me from an old school point of view I can't sit and go well back a day we used to do like this but the music has changed and the vibe has changed and the scene has changed mm -hmm. I'm now like the hip hop scene is not my scene. Sure, mm. I'm now someone. I have to. I have to respect and honor the fact that I'm coming into this new hip hop scene. So I can't be talking in that particular way. But if you get me to judge, I'm only going to give you, have you to what give that, I'm seeing. Exactly. And sometimes I have to certify that so that what that does is it's going to build me as a judge to be more open. Yeah. And not just go, okay, you have to be doing this. And that's not the case for me. But I do need to feel that you're in this. Yeah. But it leaves. It allows you to be open a bit more. I've, I, it's for me. It's tricky. I just know for me that would be very interesting as a framework. Yeah. Or as a criteria to play with within a framework sure. of. of creating a, maybe a, a new battle event. Mm. I, I'm arguing myself right now. Cool. Mm. Also, keep an eye on the time. I know you guys got yeah, a roll yeah. at some point. Um, I'm arguing myself because there's something, like you said something about um, being able to touch on loads of different things. So whether it's like footwork and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Should that not be a training thing? And then within battles, if we have... And, and, like this i can argue the other end as well i can argue both ends but i'm gonna give it to you guys if we have this criteria would that not in turn eventually somehow create carbon copies of people well this is the this has happened already much yeah but that's what i'm saying like if we have this criteria then people will be like oh, well i need to do this and well i need to do yeah. that and well do you know what i mean and so then we'll have people dancing similar isn't yeah it, isn't it a mindset so isn't it a mindset thing then not Trying to, because I, for me, I see cardboard copies already across the board. Carbon. Carbon. <laughs> I said cardboard, you know. Did you say cardboard? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cardboard yeah. copies. I need to understand, no. English is not my first language. Yes, it is. I've been telling people that. Yes, it is. Carbon. Is yeah, it, is carbon that's what copies. it is. Carbon, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cardboard, co co say, cardboard copies. Yeah. I don't want to see copies. Yeah. <laughs> of any kind. I've seen it already. <laughs> yes. So I feel like it's just, it's, it's a mindset shift. Change your mindset. Think about how, yes, you've, you've trained under this person, that person, whatever, but that doesn't mean you have to be them. They've yeah. given you the tools. So how do you allow that? So I think with the criteria, mm. just because it's there doesn't mean you have to now, it's not, it's hard because it's not, I'm not saying do everything, but in your, in your rounds, you don't want to do everything yeah. in your rounds, but just to be familiar, just to make sure you're confident in that space, just making sure that, you know, if someone is a uh, like literally sick at, Groove dynamics. 
and yeah. you're more into your flow state, yeah. you can challenge that. You can push yeah. that. But if you're being judged by that, then how mm. do you know which ones to do? Because well, as a judge, do you know I what think I mean? this is the thing where, I mean, this is what people have already mm. run into, I guess, with the breaking conversation is that they're Full worried about, moment. yeah, about the breaking becoming like that. And I think the pushback from the people that are making the judging systems and the, the breakers involved in that is that, I haven't read it enough to be able to vouch for it, but that the judging system is supposed to be, the one that they've created, is supposed to be not about what moves you do, but is about, like, uh, there's enough criteria and a wide enough spread that you should be able to combat strength with strength in a way. So, like, for example, if you're, like, a really foundation dancer and I'm a really good, like, concepts and blah, 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 it's like, okay, we need to weight these things so that, it's a really, I'm not saying it's an easy thing to come up with a judging system. It's super hard, but it's like the, the, I think the way that you do it is you need to weight it so that, right, the things that are more important have a little bit more weight, right? So if we say like being on B or foundations, maybe that has a slightly bit more weight than uh, your, I don't know, maybe your athleticism or something like that, right? But it should be also weighted fairly enough that you can be really strong at foundation and I can be even more strong at um, like concepts or something like that. And it should kind of even out in the sense that I shouldn't feel like completely invalidated because that's my strength, yeah. but I shouldn't also be able to only do that and still win. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's really tough, but you have to, it's, I think it's all about the mathematical aspect of it. It's about the numbers of like, okay, if we make this so much that like, right, as long as you do foundation, you're going to win. Or if you do enough vocab moves, no matter what they are or how you do them, you're going to win. And that's bad. But I think if you put in there almost like, um, put it this way, from how I had it explained to me, the judging system, I think, is not supposed to be about what to look for, but it's about where to look. So it's like the judges could be just looking and going, oh, he does more foundation than him. Um, he wins, right? Which is maybe more of an old school mentality. It's like, he's doing all the foundation. He's not doing any foundation. He wins. Cool. But now let's, if you're given a category, I'm forcing you to look at, he does foundation, but what's his musicality like? What's his creativity like? What are his levels like? What is his uh, creativity like? What is his style like? Now, if you look at all six of those and you still say, right, in one category, he wins. But what about the other five? Because if he beats yeah. him in the other five, and you, he beats yeah. him in six, he still wins. And then you go, ah, oh, I see. Like, you don't get to be, uh, what's the thing with the horses with the blinders on? You don't get to be one track minded. You are forced to look at six, eight categories. Range. Yeah. 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 So it's, that's yeah. why I say it's like, it's about where to look. It's like, yes, I agree. Cause that's what happened. It's like, oh, he did more foundation than you. Yeah. And that's why you lost. And I say, well, yeah, I know he does more foundation than me, but did you see that I mm. was Had on beat? I did this, and, I did this, yeah. I did this. And they go, yeah, but he was on beat. And it's yeah. like, okay, well we need some sort of, it's a question then. Yeah. <laughs> right, some sort of. I thought he's going to fart or something. Yeah. Like, some sort yeah. of. Uh, <laughs> okay, so then a okay. question for that then. Yeah. Is one round enough? Very fucking this good question. This podcast is never going to end. I think never no. Never going to end. I think no. I th I'm 100% on. What do you think? I think one round can be enough, personally. And, this I is, this is, do. and also, please, for you out there, say. As a judge yeah. and as a battler, is one round enough? Yes. What as a battler mm. or as a judge? As as a judge. Oh. And okay. Okay, hold on. And also 
is one round of 45 seconds enough? Like if it was a three minute round, that's a different story. Three minutes. Stamina, 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 stamina. Yeah, I think one, <laughs> one minute round is very different. Very different. Because I've seen people, this is not about the judging thing, but I've seen people kill it in the top 16, absolutely smoke someone and then get destroyed by like a mid-level person in the top eight. And I'm like, wait, what just happened? It's like they had they one good round everything. and that's it. Like, and it's like, you know, that happens and that's just the nature of competition. But it just goes to show there's a lot you miss with one round. And I'm, I've always, I don't know if it's a my age thing or whatever, but like I've always been an advocate for like, I think battle should be less categories, less stuff, but more time for the dancers. So it's like, don't do hip hop popping and breaking, do just hip hop, but do top 16, two rounds each from the top 16 and then three rounds each from the top four or something like that. I'd much rather that, especially as a dancer, because then I feel like if I lose, I've lost some battles, quite a lot of battles. And I'm like, that round, I agree, I lost. If we went another three rounds, I would 100% win. But it's like, you're, you're better. And, you know, this is also a generational thing, but, like, a lot of... Uh, maybe you can I speak to we this. we need VAR. <laughs> no, I genuinely oh, I have do. Another, I genuinely do. I have something on this. And I, there are some debatable things that have been known. I think we do need VAR. And as a videographer, it's not that fucking hard to implement. And you can ask any of your battle videographers to do this. I think what we should do is... First, and I argued with Sean about this on one of the pods, but like, I think we should film prelims while the judges watch. So the judges sit there, watch, everything's being filmed. And when the judges go in the back to make the decision, just take the SD card out, stick it in a laptop and open it and say, okay, yeah, I think we should have number one. Skip, let's watch his round again. Oh, I'm not sure about number three or number 12. Let's watch them both again. Mm. Like rewatch the rounds. Don't just go off memory. Like it's as a videographer, it would be so simple. While everyone's chilling and having a drink, I'll put my SD card in the laptop, open it and just scroll to the place. So it's mm. not hard to do, right? And I think I agree with the VR thing. Like I think the only problem is time and we're trying yeah, to squeeze a lot of, of stuff. But ideal world, if the judges could go or if you could appeal a decision, if you lost and you go, I was just about you're allowed to say one that appeal. They should have a battle where you can be like, no, I don't think I lost. And is it the judges yeah. have to... <laughs> And if the judges go back and watch it and they, they go back, they take it in the back, they look on the screen. Cause this is what happens in the NBA. They do a call, like it was a foul. And then they go, no, we've got like, I think it's like one or two appeals. The coach has, and they say, we're appealing that decision. And it forces the NBA, uh, the, the referees to look back and go, we were wrong. They didn't actually touch yeah. it. The call's been reverted. So yeah. you can, you, I think we could do that. It was like, you have one per person in the battle. You couldn't appeal one decision or whatever. And then you, you do it. They have to look at the video and go, no, nah, we still think you lost. And then fine, you have to accept it. Or we're going to give you one more round or whatever. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Or, or it would be the people watching that have the Ooh. decision to appeal. Because I think it's really hard as... That's a good as, idea. That's as, a good concept. Yeah, as me battling and being like, nah, I, I could be stubborn with it. And also if I only have one and I'm knocked out, I can just be like, right, I'm using it then. True, Do you true. know what I mean? So I think if people think that there should be uh, uh, like a... A rematch. A rematch. Or, or, or it, it was It's almost like reverse decision. dance your style. It's like you do have judges, but instead of the audience voting, they can say when they disagree yeah. with the judges. Because yeah. that's, to be honest with you, that's a big part of our scene is like the crowd interaction and like them, you know, if the crowd, if you kill, do something and the crowd go crazy, it does factor in. So I don't agree that the crowd should only judge every time. That's made me really excited. But or, that would be a or, sick or idea. Is there, or is there a judge that is in the audience? Ooh. 
Like a secret judge. Like someone else, yeah, someone okay. else is in there that with the inner thing business, they go, no, no, no. You Like you see that VAR, mm, yeah. you go, no, no, no. See that? That used that word like dead in your your judging. So why would they be again. in the crowd? What is that? I don't know. I'm just thinking of a new <laughs> job. <laughs> Just, it would be cool. Nah. Everything, everything that's going on right now, I'm just going, hold on a second. Like, that would be cool. Though. But, just, but is it, also, sorry, is it that you as a, and this is where you have to be honest with yourself, you as a, a battler, you have a you have a, like a golden ticket. And if you lose, you can go, you put your ticket up and go, nah, I want another. But you I, can do like, that at any point. That's what I'm saying. But as, if you know as, you got your ass smoked. Yeah, but people are But that's like, a, you said about mindset. A lot of people will just oh, do it. Okay. Are, I honest, think it I have needs to, to be like a whole array of like yeah. the people that have just watched it. I even said I mean? that about Summer Dance. You know, you've seen Summer Dance yeah. where they say, did you win or you lose? Yeah. I spoke to a paradox about that. And he said, what you were saying is that like, no, like if I lost, I would have the respect. I was like, I don't know that I would have that respect. Like, I think I would just, no matter who I'm battling, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm up against like, you know, Alex Cage or whatever. I'd be like, no, I won. <laughs> I want another round. I'm not going home yet. Just for for another round. That is funny. Because it's like, you know, if you say, if you say you won and they say they won, you go another round. So I'd be like, I want to dance again. I'm just going to say, I don't believe it, but I'm going to say I won so that I can dance again. Can you, you, sorry, because does that, is that, how does that work? So me and you battle. Yeah. We, we do two rounds or whatever. We come up at the end and then they say, you know, you lose. And you say, I won. So before anyone's judged. Before anyone's judged, you say, I won. I won. And then you go to me and I say, if I say I lose, you go through. No judges, you just I, I let you through. And then if I say I won and you said you won, we go another round, then we do it again. And if we both say we won in the extra round, then it goes to crowd decision. Unless there's Hey, so I can yeah. just keep dancing. Yeah. So why why am I gonna say I lost? Exactly. I don't wanna be knocked out. I've if I go to some rounds and I've paid four flights and I have paid four <laughs> accommodation. Um but at two for by nail, I will be staying there until somebody tells me to get on it's that It's like someone, stage. someone afterwards is like, oh, did you actually think that you won no, that? I went, no, that. I got smoked. I just wanted to dance again. No way. I just, I'm just getting my money's worth, you know, I'm dancing twice. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what I thought. That's so funny. Um, but you got a roll, right? Oh, you got a roll. What's the They've time, got a roll. Mr. Wolf? It's past the time when you need to leave. Um, all right, guys, we're going to wrap up because these people are busy, successful people, and they've got places to be and uh, successful things to do. Um, if you don't already know them, the their Instagrams will be in the um, bio. Um, so check them out and check out their work. If you don't already know Kemrick, just you know check out the Olympics or something. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you performing anywhere Am coming I performing up? Performing anywhere, Manchester. Oh yeah, which is also coinciding with your project will we be able to see it is it open tickets can i come yeah you have to get a train ticket up to manchester yeah well yeah, yeah. so it's a, it's a, <laughs> no, it's a building just called teleport. um arriva's arriva studios factory yeah. international um we're doing a, a piece called free your mind which is the grand opening of the building there are um 50 dancers some from london some, and majority from manchester and it is um, inspired from the Matrix Boom. movie, so or the movies, so to speak. So um, yeah, it's a big, it's a big thing for us. It's a big thing for I would say Manchester as well, and also for the Manchester dance community. So yeah, if you can come up, um, I, I'm not sure if it's going to come to London, but if the truth be told, just get on a train, save your yeah, money, I'll come, oh, I'll come to Manchester, so I'll you know, or drive up. But I think it's important for us London cats 
to come up to Manchester and to um, support. support. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of times where everything's coming to London. Yeah. So yeah. this is an opportunity and for people to come to Manchester. And people are always travelling down here. So. October, exactly. October 13th is our first preview. October 18th, which is my birthday, in case anyone wants to send me something. You Let's know. go. October 18th is our press night. That's our official opening night. And then we go all the way up until November the 5th. You want to come press night? I'm going to come to the press night. You're putting pressure on me online. <laughs> you don't have to say yes, but I, I just want to make my intentions known that I want to come to the press night. But I don't have to. Yeah, I won't be offended. We'll talk later. Okay, cool. <laughs> Either way, I'm going to come to the show. October 13th to November 5th, guys. October 13th to November 5th. All yeah, right, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, you can book tickets now. Cool. They're all online. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to come and see it. Um, always a good reason to come up to Manchester, but yeah. I definitely come up and see it, and then we'll review it on the podcast. Well, it is what it is, isn't it? It is what Shit, it is. Then. <laughs> Just a quick last story before you roll. When I first, I don't know if you know this. When I first wanted to start the capsule, I had this idea and I wanted to do it, and I was like nervous about doing it because I was like, which has been the case. I was like, I'm talking about other people's work and stuff for every week for however long, and I was like, what if people get mad at me, whatever? So I told Kemrick about it. And he goes, all right, like, give me a bit and I'll call you this evening. So he FaceTimed me and then he was like, all right, tell me your like favorite boy blue piece and your least favorite boy blue piece and why. Uh oh. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, all right, this is mad pressure. So I told him and then I explained it and he was like, okay, tell me why, tell me why, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, cool. Well, if you, as long as you explain it like that. And he said something I can't remember exactly, but it probably was very rude the way that you phrased it. But basically like if people have a problem, if you explain it like that and people have a problem, like fuck them. Yeah. Which was very lovely of you. And it always made me have a lot of confidence to do this. So come on. There we let's, go. But cool. now we'll put it into the test because I'm going to review the show. Sam, <laughs> He's going to call me like, no, 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 not like that. Not like that. <laughs> right, well, no, like you, you, no, no, I didn't like the way you did that. You know, yeah. and I, I come on the podcast and go, okay, so yeah. this, this is how you, you're supposed to do your podcast. <laughs> You can say. come and review our podcast on your on the podcast. You can be like, "This is a shit podcast." <laughs> Imagine, no, 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 no. I wouldn't this do was that. a shit podcast because this person was on it, and this was a shit podcast. With that's what you do. Yeah, that'd be that's sick. the type of thing that Ken would say. We'll do no, reaction listen, videos to our last one. I could do a podcast on just straight bants and just cuss people. Let's do that. That would be. Oh my god! For no we reason. Should, you should get. You should print people's faces oh on a piece god. of paper, and you should do a lucky dip a and pick it out. Roast I'll print it. them. Oh, <laughs> okay, and go, go. Roast, roast them. Oh, Bro, that'd be sick. This is something to do over drinks off so the pod. Fun. Let's just do this anyway. <laughs> but I will say, if I did that, then I have to. Then people have yeah, to. Yeah, have to do it. Yeah, 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 of course. yeah, yeah. It has to be fair. Or yeah. you can like. Um, put a comments thing out and drop a comment if you want to be roasted Ooh. basically so you're signing up for it anyway yeah send us your dance videos and we'll cuss you oh. i will not be sending my videos oh my gosh <laughs> that would be good if if you do that i'm that would here 100 that would be people sick. send their videos and they do it for the knowing that they're gonna yeah, get harassing yeah. oh I'm my gosh that. yo if there's people that want like that would be down to this i would be i'll send my videos we can cut oh my gosh that's maybe where I'm we should if you, want, if you want voiceovers over your let's video do it, let's do it let's do it <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm there, I'm there. All right, so when you guys have a bit more time, come back of an evening, we'll have some drinks and we'll do this. We may or may not cuss people unless we can find volunteers, but let's do this again for a longer one. But yeah, thank you guys so much for being here. I super appreciate both of you. You're appreciate both lovely, you. wonderful people. You, Check yeah. out both of their work. They're super dope because obviously we only have super dope people on this podcast. So yeah, catch you next week, people. And thanks again, guys. Peace.